Welcome back to another edition of All in the Library. I'm Leslie, a middle school librarian. And I'm Debbie Sewell, a high school librarian. And without any further ado, let's get started with our next episode, where we interview Liera Tamani, an author from Houston, Texas. Yay! We love our hometown. Yes. Big H town. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to have a hometown author with us. Yes. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here with y'all today. Yes. I have read your three. Well, I read two of your books and then your story in Black Enough. I really, oh, okay. tell us about your inspiration for your writing and, and how you came up. I mean, we're just so impressed well well before you get started oh. i'm on the spirit of texas oh, reading yes. committee and so oh. um this is my last year but my first year we got sent um your first the first book so not um calling call my, my name. name yes thank you call, i apologize calling my yeah, name and then last year we got all things we uh, all the things we never knew Mm -hmm. And um, so I've been able to read them and I'm so excited to, to meet you because as you put another one out that I'd like to see, um, you know, the committee get get those, you know, they we get a lot of books and we talked about calling my name um, in detail because it, it it really stood out to me when mm -hmm. I was reading it just kind of, I guess, because it's that coming of age story. And mm -hmm. um, I love the fact of obviously that was set in Houston. You just don't find so many books. You get you get New York a lot. You get you know California. So to have it here in Houston, which is one of you know it's a, one of our biggest cities in the United States. I mean, why we're not using this as a setting, considering the diversity that we have in our city and the different things that we represent, is amazing to me. So thank you. Um, but I definitely loved the things that she was going through I, you know when she starts out the beginning and she wants to stay home i remember wanting to skip church which was awful but you know and pretending like i it would sleep as long as possible so that i would miss it so you know and then just the and and, and having that faith balance mm -hmm. when you're you're growing up and you're you're going through all of the different changes that your body goes through and the hormones and trying mm -hmm. to stay on the right path. And so, yeah, I, I appreciate it. But so tell us a little bit about that, because that was, yeah. you know, my, that was my first introduction to your books. Mm -hmm. um, so can you tell us a little bit about it? I mean, obviously I just said a whole bunch, so I'm going to yeah. back off now. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, yeah. As you said, it takes place in Houston, which I love writing about Houston and Texas generally for the reasons that you say. And I think that it's such a great city, but in the literary world, it is East coast, West coast, you know, right. all the time, you know, but um, Houston is such a great place to write about. Um, and I love Texas. I love living here. Um, and I grew up here and when I grew up, I, you know, was very much so going to church all the time. Like the character, the main character in um, Calling My Name, her name is Taja. Um, and she is in church all the time with her, her parents. Um, and so was I, this is not my story, um, but you know, she's way braver and she's way more, you know, as she's stronger mentally than I think I was at that age, but it's definitely inspired by my journey. You know, I was going to choir rehearsal, Bible study, you know, mm -hmm. on Sundays I was going to, you know, 
at least one, but a lot of times two and three services on Sunday. You know, we would go to the first service, then go to the second and go to the third. Um, and um, I also struggled with, um, you know, guilt a lot um, in that uh, religious, you know, strong religious upbringing. I struggled with guilt. I struggled with the fear of hell, like literally thinking I was going to go to hell. Um, and, um, you know, you can, I can make kind of light of it now, but at that time when I was a teenager, it's terrifying. You know, um, it was really terrifying and it was a huge weight on me, you know. Um, and so I wanted to write about a girl who was able to kind of lift herself, you know, from under that weight. Um, and it's not to say anything, you know, it's not anything bad about religion in general. I think that, you know, when I look back on the experience, I'm so happy that I had the foundation. It's like, because a, a religious um, foundation is essentially a spiritual foundation, isn't it? It's the way um, that you connect with all that there is you know, whatever you call it, no matter what religion you are, you know, it's like, you know, a way that you connect to like a higher source, you know? And so you can do it in a lot of different ways. I know that people have a lot of, you know, practice a lot of different senses of spirituality these days. Um, but religion is what most parents have access to. Take my child to church, get them some, you know, a connection to God through church, you know? And my parents gave that to me and I'm very grateful for that because it lives in me now, you know? But at the time, um, and I needed to go through a process of, you know, finding my own sense of spirituality. And that's what Taja goes through in the book way earlier than I did. You know, I, it didn't happen for me until like my 20s, 30s, mm -hmm. you know? But in the book, she is, um, you know, finding her own sense of spirituality. Um, and I think it's bigger than that, really. It's finding a way to listen to herself, you know, you know, especially, and it relates, you know, these days, you know, with everything. It's like, whether it's your peer pressure, it could be peer pressure. We're not even talking about pressure from the church, peer pressure, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, pressure from your boyfriend, pressure, you know, from your friend, pressure from everywhere, you know, and it could be, you know, your church and your, you know, parents telling you different things. But at the end of the day, you know, teenagers are, you know, about to go into the world, right? And they have to learn to listen to themselves. They have to learn to listen. I feel like in each and every one of us and teenagers included, of course, there is a sense of intuition. And that intuition, I feel, is filled with light. You know, it's filled with so much wisdom. It's filled with, you know, a there's a guidance system, there's a direction there, you know, but with all the other noise happening all around you, I think it could be hard for teenagers to listen to that and quiet everything else and listen to themselves. But I think it's so important from a young age for teenagers to be able to listen to that guidance system because it's going to guide them the rest of them, their lives, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so Taja was able to do that at the end of the day is to just listen to herself, you know, I love the way she, you know, took everything she'd learned and brought it to nature. I just thought that was yeah. beautiful. Mm -hmm. And another thing, comment on this, because reading it, I thought it seemed very poetic, mm -hmm. the writing style. It just almost read like poetry to me. I don't know why. Was that consciously done? 
Yeah, I love poetry. Um, I love poetry and I love language. I love language. Um, I spend a lot of time on the words kind of in my books. <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people just like write the whole thing and then go back. I'm a person who I'm, I'm writing a sentence. I have to love the way it sounds before I even move on to the next sentence, you know? And if I write a paragraph, I'm loving the whole thing before I move on. Every day when I wake up and write, I read what I wrote the next the, the day before, and I have to love the way it sounds. I'm constantly perfecting language. Um, and I, I really also like the short forms, like uh, Calling My Name is written in vignettes. Um, you know, a lot of them, some of them are like more short stories, but a lot of them could stand on their own as like short stories, vignettes. I actually published a lot of them on their own in literary magazines before um, Calling My Name was published. And there's I something- I didn't know that. That's interesting because they did seem like standalone almost like uh -huh. this happened to like her father and then this happened and, oh that's really interesting i didn't know that mm -hmm. yeah so a lot of them are standalone published pieces yeah mm -hmm. and it allows for i think the little sh the shortness of it and for me to like work in little short little pieces uh -huh. It allows for me to go deeper with the language um, and to just, I guess, have a pause and just focus here for a second. Um, and then, of course, connect it um, all together at the end. But even, you know, all the things we never knew, it's, you know, definitely like more fast paced and, you know, the plot is more, you know, takes more precedent. You know, it's very, you know, quickly plotted. But at the same time, it's the way it goes back and forth between Carly and Rex also allow me to write short chapters. <laughs> oh, and there's a lot of, you know, the love of language, I think, shines in that, too, even with it being a, a faster um, paced book. Is that any, you know, with the basketball theme, is that at all uh, autobiographical? I mean, uh, I will say yes. Um, you know, again, in, in um, calling, I mean, in all the things we never knew, Carly, she has to learn to listen to herself, which is a theme, I think, in all my books, because I think it's so important for kids and teens to learn. You know, in this instance, her basketball and really wants her to play basketball and has had a basketball in her hand since she was like three. And now <laughs> she's this big superstar who doesn't want to play and doesn't want to go and play in colleges, even though she's getting offers from all around the country to play. Um, and she feels that pressure like, well, what a waste if I don't play, you know, everybody's going to be disappointed in me, my dad, my teammates, um, which is, you know, I think a lot of kids go through that. A lot mm -hmm. of kids follow in the footsteps or, you know, follow the expectations of what their parents want. And then they can get to these high achieving levels of what their parents want only to figure out, hey, but this is not what I want. <laughs> this is not what actually makes me happy, you know? And so to have, there's a bravery in walking your own path. You know, it takes bravery. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, Carly has to find that. I really wish I would have had these books when I was a teen. I think they would have really helped, you know, so I'm so glad you've written them for kids to find that, to find themselves. That's yeah. amazing. No, that's uh, why I write. It's like, I wish I wish I had the books too. You yeah. know, it's like the YA world has exploded now. It's like, there's so many YA books, but when growing up, it's like, YA, what was that? You know, it was 30 years ago. <laughs> so in your short story, um, I read in, published in Black Enough, um, I thought it was, um, I love the way you weave the, the faith again through it and set in the, in Galveston and the Pleasure Pier. Is that, would you say that book's a little more 
is it still YA or would it be more uh, be appropriate for middle school? What do you think? I mean, the subject matter, you know, it, it, it depends, you know, um, what they've had exposure to. The subject mm -hmm. matter is, you know, selfies and, you know, people yeah. taking pictures of themselves, uh, which, you know, sadly enough is happening in mm -hmm. middle schools, you know. Oh, yes, have, it is. I have fam my, 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 my teacher, I mean, my sister is an assistant principal. My mom worked in the school districts. My, you know, I've had, um, you know, family, friends, um, children, like more than a handful that were, have been involved on both sides, girls, boys in these incidences, you know, and it hurts everybody, you know, it hurts them all. Now, you know, young children can get in legal trouble um, and then of course, you know, it can destroy reputations and, um, it, it's a sad thing that was going on that I felt the need to address, you know? Um, and so, um, I, I definitely think there is something to learn there, you know, from middle schoolers, because I think they're being exposed to it, you know, yep. because it is so rampant, you know? Um, but of course that would be up to you know, that's not my decision. I think it is officially a young adult book. Okay. You know, so, um, yeah, I hate to expose kids to things like, I have a, I have a 10 year old, 11 year old who was going on 14, you know, <laughs> and so, that. Okay. Yeah, when I, my rule of thing, my rule, you know, when I'm dealing with her is that I don't want to expose her to things before she is necessarily exposed or before she has to know, you know, so that's something I haven't talked to her with, but I, I have like an open relationship with her. So she's constantly telling me everything and all the things she, like, she tells me things that she doesn't tell her dad because she's like, don't tell dad, I'll get, you will, I will get in trouble. You know, we're divorced. So we live in separate households, but you know, but when I hear her, you know, talking about different subjects i'm like okay yes now it's time to break out a lesson you know <laughs> and talk about this you know but i don't want to expose her prematurely to things that she doesn't need the exposure i don't want her running around yeah. teaching things to her friends you know at school <laughs> where'd but, you learn uh, that exactly oh. my mama? yeah no <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. And I know you've got a book coming out this next year, yes. What She Missed. Yeah. Can you right, give us right. any little hints as to what this is, what it's about? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it comes out um, June 13th of 2023. So it's already available for pre-order. You know, uh -huh. um, it's also a book that place, takes place in Texas, but this time it starts out well, it's really, none of it really takes place in Houston. The girl is from Houston though, and both, she's an artist and she goes to this private art school, but then both of her parents lose their jobs and she's forced to move to a Texas, a small Texas lake town, which is kind of modeled after Canyon Lake. I don't know if y'all have been there, yes, um, which I love. I just my sister lives in Canyon Lake, actually. Are you serious? She's oh a my view God. of the lake. She's a beautiful. It's amazing, right? The yes. it's. I didn't even know about Canyon Lake until the pandemic, when you're like, you know, going around finding all the nature things. Yes. I really, and I was there. I was like. You know, I felt like I could be like off the coast of Italy or somewhere. It's like the yeah. white rock, the blue, 
the crystal blue water. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many places in Texas that, because it's so big, that are exactly. just just finds <laughs> like that that you wouldn't even yeah. know about. That you don't even know about. And so I spent like I like literally we went to probably Canyon Lake. I don't know, like five times during the pandemic, and we stayed there. We were there like all the time. We were so we went there so much that the Airbnb host, because we would Airbnb, we just started dealing with her directly and not all the Airbnb. She was like, "Call us." She had, you know, she was telling us. She was like, "Well, if you ever want to buy something here, there's." She was telling us about the real estate there and everything. No, but um. But sorry, off task, off, off subject. <laughs> That's the inspiration. It's okay, we're real informal here, so. <laughs> that was the inspiration for the setting. And then it's about, you know, obviously she has to move. And this is a place where she spent her summers. She grew up there in the summers because her mom worked a lot. She was a high powered exec. And so she grew up there in the summers with her um, dad's mom, her grandmother. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but she hadn't been back in six years because her grandmother died um, swimming there um, on the in the lake. And so it's like, she is very, very, very angry, very mad that she has to leave her friends and her art school and everything in Houston and go off to this small lake town um, and be, and have to really, you know, have the memory of her grandmother's death more like in her face because mm -hmm. she has been like putting it off to deal oh with it. Um, on top of that, you know, as in being an artist, her last assignment before she left school was to do a self portrait. And she has had a very hard time, a difficult time. It was, she has an incomplete. And so over the summer, her <laughs> teacher has said, you need to turn in this self portrait by the end of the summer, or you get a fail, you know? And so she's dealing with completing this self portrait. Um, and so, and in the book too, she starts, she's changed her name a lot. She, her, her name that her given name is Ebony, but then she changed her name to Indigo when she was um, in Houston. Then she changed it back to Ebony. When she gets to Canyon Lake, the new town, she meets and is fascinated with this, you know, this kind of character that she's drawn to that's kind of like wild. Um, and so to impress her, all of a sudden, she's changed her name back to Indigo again. So it's a girl who is kind of like, you know, she's always trying on different things generally, but then when she's kind of pulled out of her, you know, home base, you know, her, you know, everything she knows and then thrusted into this new situation, she is really, you know, she has to figure out things and she, she rebels and she, you know, goes on a wild journey, um, but to ultimately realize that she has to take responsibility for herself. Um, and then in this, while her she's on this journey, there's also a love story because I love mixing love <laughs> up in there. Um, her next door neighbor that she grew up with um, while she was there in the summers, Jalen, is her friend. And so it start, it's a friends to lovers romance, basically. Oh. It starts out as friends, um, but then over the course of the summer, um, it develops into something else, which um, I don't know if I give that away. Is that giving it away? I don't know, but it's it's a really sweet, their relationship. Um, I'm really proud of that book. I, I, it's, I, I really, really love what she missed. And it's also, like you said, it's, it's written in, it alternates between, her telling the story of what happened mm -hmm. and then what she missed um, is like a third person narrator saying all the things that she missed as she tells the story. Um, and so those little, the third person narrator chapters of what she missed are 
really short and written in that poetic vignette style. So I get that in there. Um, nice. Well. Oh, I yeah. like that. I yeah. don't know if I've read a book like that where it has that yeah. third person vignettes to explain what she's not telling yeah. us. Oh. Yes, exactly. And what she doesn't know and what she yeah, doesn't yeah, know. What? Because, you know, obviously, you know, you think you know everything, especially as a teen and you don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, adults too. The minute you think you know everything, it's like, no, you don't know anything. Oh, well, but, so I'm uh, looking forward to that book coming out. Yeah. Um, you know, I know you had an interesting path to become a writer. Can you expound on that a little bit about your path, I don't think you were gonna be a writer at first, right? Yeah, no, I grew up um, with my in a house with my father who was an attorney, um, who very much so wanted me to be an attorney. Um, and I grew up as a really um, kind of type A, achieve, achieve kind of personality. Like, you know, when I was in school, I wanted hundreds on everything. You know, if I got below a 95, to me, that was like getting an F. It was like, ah, you know, I was like very, very achieve, achieve, achieve. And, um, you know, my achieve, achieve, achieve went perfect. It was perfect for his dream for me to be a lawyer. You know, he had a dream for me to be a lawyer. I, you know, I wanted to achieve, achieve. Um, and so <clears throat> I was on this path to become a lawyer. Um, and I got to Harvard Law School um, and did my first year there. When I really realized, you know, I, this, I don't want this for myself. Um, I, I don't like, I didn't want to be a lawyer. I knew I didn't want to be a lawyer. And I had started to realize this like later in high school, even after when I was submitting applications, you know, I mean, in college, sorry, in, in college, when I was submitting applications, I knew I didn't want to go, but I had obviously done all this work to get mm -hmm. there. So it's kind of like, and then when you get your acceptance letter and it's like, oh, I got into Harvard. It Then you feel like you definitely can't say no, you know? And so, um, but I realized there would be a certain sadness I would have to live with if I continued down a path that was not for me, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and so I dropped out of Harvard and, you know, everybody called me crazy, you know, and luckily my parents were, they did not, they were like, okay, because they knew if, oh, you dropping out of Harvard, something must be seriously up, you know, oh but God. a lot of people thought like, are you okay? You know, but it was the best decision I've, I've ever made um, because it opened up space for me to figure out what I wanted to do. And I started writing after that, um, you know, little by little, I started you know, writing when I had, I was like, I had a, I, I had so many jobs. I, I worked, um, when I first dropped out, I worked for the Houston Rockets and Comets. I and saw that. Department. Yeah. And then um, I moved to California and I was working on tele in television production um, mm -hmm. on TV shows and things. But even that, it's like, it gave me more space. Like, cause I wasn't studying and doing everything all the time. Mm -hmm. It gave me more mental energy. So I would just start writing at night. You know, that's how it started writing at night. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I love this. Cause it was a, a connection that I've had all my life, really. It's like when I was in high school, I loved to write, you know? And then in college, I remember, I was a political science major and all my professors used to tell me, this is too literary. I used to get in trouble all the time <laughs> for all my papers being, this is too literary. All of this mm -hmm. language is unnecessary, you know? <laughs> um, but I didn't, even it didn't dawn on me, you know, oh, I should be a writer. Even when I got into college, I mean, on the first day when I showed up to Duke, I went to Duke. On the first day I showed up to campus, 
um, an admissions officer, you know, you have to get your paperwork. And he was like, what's your name? You know, they're all looking down and what's your name? And I was like, you know, told him my name. And he looks up at me and he was like, oh my gosh, your essay was so good. And so I was like, nothing, no, no bells. You should be a writer because I was so focused that I wasn't even, I couldn't even see and didn't have space for what I was supposed to be doing, you know? But eventually I got there, yeah. you know, I got there. It took me a long, a long and winding path, but I eventually got there. Um, and, you know, I couldn't be more grateful. Um, yeah, I love, I love writing and I love staying connected to words and to books. And I love that um, I get to speak to teens and hopefully along with entertaining them, you know, I do want to hopefully encourage them to find more ways to have joy and peace in their lives and to live with that um, and to recognize all the beauty there is um, in this world and that they have access to every day. So, yeah. Well, we appreciate your books. We appreciate your writing and are so glad to have, you know, options like this for our kids. Um, you know, as you hear so many times, they're looking for things uh, that they can connect to. And mm -hmm. so books like this just make a difference. And and thank you for those. I appreciate, I appreciate yeah. it. You I love your, your story and how you became a writer. I think such is fascinating. It could be because I'm married to a lawyer and my daughter, he told my daughter, do not become a lawyer. And guess oh. what? She's a lawyer. <laughs> but it's very interesting i also told my daughter don't be a teacher and yeah. she's a teacher so wow yeah, maybe that's the you know the reverse psychology the maybe. reverse psychology exactly <laughs> well before we wrap our uh, up our our episode we did want to play a little game with you um a little bit of authors would you rather so debbie i know you found a couple questions can yeah. you bring it on and let's let's okay. go with this Okay, so would you rather read the last chapter in a book first or watch the movie before reading the book? Ah, that's so hard. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do either. But <laughs> I, that's I, fine. I, that could be an answer. <laughs> that can be an answer? Yeah, that could yeah, be an answer. Either. We make yeah. up our own rules. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> this is fun. Yeah I, yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't want to yeah. do either one. So, yeah. Um, okay, would you rather read physical books, ebooks? or which one physical books for sure 100 oh. I, I have to write in books i take notes in books i squiggly line and underline and heart and like you know heart. i i leave you know I, I like the physical i like to turn the pages i want to carry it with me everywhere i have never read an ebook i haven't even read one ever uh, ever oh my gosh just wait till you become my age and you can't see Please i have to e use an ebook you can make the <laughs> font, see the font. font. So. no that's my glasses i have my, 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 my you know my you know no, i'm wearing my, glasses yeah. i'm wearing glasses everywhere in every purse every, all of them, <laughs> i always have them handy in every corner of the house mm -hmm. yeah you know, we have kids that love print books especially for fiction they yeah. just love it, but they all turn to digital for nonfiction or for, you know, oh, okay. Information. Yeah. So, okay. Here's one. Would you rather read a book that transports you to the past or to the future? The past. Okay. Um, why one. wait? No, no, no. <laughs> Explore that a second. Okay. <laughs> what, why the past, not the future? Yeah. I, I guess I'm, I'm more into like, I can't, 
learning about history in some kind of way like then and i guess the future i've seen we've i've seen the future in all of the iterations i haven't seen anything super futuristic and fresh lately i guess like Mm -hmm. you know if if it's going to be doomsday or if it's going to be if if, is it apocalyptic or is it you know that we're all numbers in a system and you know you know in a super authoritarian or i don't know and eating all i'm never super into that i guess i yeah i would just rather learn about a time that i hadn't lived through but where you can always with characters and books right it's like it really transports you and and you're there and you're learning about you know something that actually happened um which you know can inform our future or help us you know um think about the future and what we want for our future um so i like that yeah i agree with oh, me one. too yeah. I, I, i'm totally there okay would you rather volunteer as tribute for someone you love in the hunger games or have someone you love volunteer to take your place oh my god that's <laughs> awful like, oh can this be another neither <laughs> it's like you would not want to make somebody else want to go and i would not want to vol i would neither neither of those two <laughs> i just like the question i thought it yeah. was good. okay That's here's another question, okay would you rather read about werewolves or mermaids oh my gosh werewolves why werewolves i don't know if it's because you know um i don't know mermaids it feels younger, you know, maybe my younger years, I would have wanted to, but you know, I can still get into twilight or, you know, what's that other, I, you know, it's werewolves are sexier. I don't know. Yes, yeah, they are sexier. Yes. I like yes. them both. I could read about both. Of them, so yeah. Okay. Would you rather experience Hogwarts or travel around the world for a year at no cost? Ooh, Ooh, actually around the year around the world with no cost 100 yes yeah, <laughs> that yes. sounds great okay no, here's right? a funny one here's a funny one would you rather read in an isolated cabin that it was infested with spiders or in a nosy coffee shop with bad music okay give me the nosy coffee shop with bad music <laughs> any day okay yeah, over I, spiders spiders no no thank you with the spiders yeah no, oh, no, okay no, no, would no. you rather only be able to write books or only be able to read books oh my gosh <laughs> that's uh, a good question right that's a, that is a good question uh you know uh that's so hard it's, i would say neither but i would say if i had to i i think not reading another book is would be sadder than not ever writing another book so i will say reading i I would have to have reading okay well and i you know what uh that is our time and i am so excited thank you for participating in that that's kind of a we used to do a lightning round where we would try to book talk as many as we could um but we really love doing this it's a little bit different i don't think you probably have played would you rather? So I'm hoping. Yeah, no. Not not this version, not the yeah. author version. So uh, we're we're glad. Well, thank you again for joining us, uh, and uh, for our listening audience. Make sure to look for Lee Era. Lee Era. 
I love that. It's a beautiful name. Thank, Thank you. you to look look out for her books um, whenever you're out there on Amazon and in all of our great bookstores. And then and in our as, library too. Yeah, yes, and our libraries. So uh, don't forget to put down that phone and pick up a book and tune in again next week. <music>